0: I'm Rachel.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm David.
0: And this is All Bad Things. Yes. So. Yeah. I As I explained in last week's episode, with my game. little interruption, I know, I just feel so bad, I thought it was Ilbrox. It is not. It is Ibrox. I don't know how I saw Ilbrox, like, for hours and hours. Anyway. Because
1: well, I's and L's look the same. They do look the same. Especially when an I is capitalized.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. My apologies to Ibrox. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> um, follow us, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, at AllBedThingsPod. Email Things AllBedThingsPod at gmail.com. Join our discussion group as well. There you go. On Facebook. Or our Discord. We have a Discord, apparently. I still need to figure that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently we do. Thank you for whoever set that yes. up. <laughs> I wish we knew how to use it.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so we'll figure it out. If I could figure out how to use TikTok... There you I go. think I can figure out how to use Discord.
1: And you've really <laughs> figured out how to use TikTok.
0: <clears throat> yes, it is so entertaining. So very entertaining. But
1: So, what are you boozing on?
0: Mm. Oh, it's yummy. It, do you want, I you do. want to try I a little bit? <clears throat> it's a slow sipper. Very slow sipper. You can't drink that fast.
1: Oh no, you can't! It's wow. like thick. It's uh the toll.
0: Yes, this is. I took a picture so I would remember from Raleigh Brewing. The I Toll believe. Imperial Oatmeal Stout, yes, from Raleigh Brewing. It's a limited edition. It's the twenty twenty limited edition. Uh, it is ten point five percent.
1: So if you notice a change by the end of the episode,
0: <laughs> you know where you it know came the reason from. why. Yes. <laughs> um.
1: And I am having my. Prickly pear, oh, Michelob Ultra, yeah, which I highly recommend.
0: Yes, may I have a sip? You sure you I, can. I, I sure I can. You sure I can. <laughs> so mm.
1: little, little, little minor mix-up in our last episode, but yeah, no, no big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I apologize, Ibrox. It's Ibrox. If I say, I really hope I don't say Ilbrox again because I said it so many times. I counted; it was twenty-five times.
1: I don't think they're gonna send. um, <laughs> the ghost of William Wallace after us or anything. <laughs> or maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe you Maybe, that's, maybe that's how they do things.
0: <laughs> it's possible. Don't mess with wind this, up, the Scottish. Wind
1: up like that poor bastard uh, on the top of his barn in uh, Braveheart.
0: I've never seen Braveheart.
1: You've never seen that? Really?
0: Mm. I've seen scenes. That when... movie,
1: I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm I'm guessing that movie still holds up.
0: Yeah? Yeah. You think? It was really good. What did we watch that, like it was this, it was like one of those big, oh, Gladiator. Gladiator. yeah. that didn't, didn't hold up.
1: The, the action scenes did, but the uh, the story, the storyline, yeah, was kind of yeah, not not great,
0: <laughs> not, g- <Yeah>. not great, <laughs> yeah.
1: But the uh, but part of the whole thing about Braveheart was the story. Plus, on top of it, it was really the first film that had those huge battle scenes. Right, like you never saw that in a huge movie before. Huge graphic, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: My mom went to see it with like a girlfriend of hers and I just remember her being like, yeah, we were the whole time we were like <gasps> uh, I wish like, the, I their hands. I did not
1: see it in the theater and that's one of the few movies that I oh. like watched at home or watched on HBO or however it I saw. Was it 94,
0: 95?
1: 96, I believe. Really? Yeah, okay. it was 96. I was out of high school. Okay. Um Yeah, but it what seems I, as like it's cinematic. As, as soon as I got done watching, I'm like, I wish I had seen that movie in the theater. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's a theater <clears throat> experience kind of movie. Right.
0: As only an Australian can tell the story of William Wallace.
1: A Jew-hating a Jew Australian. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, talk about...
1: Allegedly. I don't want to get sued by uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, now, I mean, now, now, that, now that he's having a bit of a comeback. There's some,
0: yeah, which is sad, because there's, there's recorded evidence of that. <laughs>
1: Not just one piece of recorded evidence, either. There's, yeah. <laughs> like, several, but...
0: So, but uh, we digress, whatever. because it's about to get really fucking bummerish here. Yeah. Uh, this, so we'll,
1: we'll start by talking about uh, uh, old century Scottish battles, where people <laughs> were losing limbs and stuff,
0: right. and all sorts <laughs> of things. Trying to find something that's worse than what we're about yeah. to discuss, right? Yeah. Um, so we're recording this, this is coming out, I think, July 11th, 2021, but we are recording this on July july <laughs> january 11th 2021 we were recording this on january 2nd
1: i think you're thinking of july because it's because i want season. it to be over
0: <laughs> <laughs> just want everything to be over um if you,
1: if you could have like like those pods like in the movie the fly like you would definitely I've never seen anyone. the fly oh my god
0: <laughs> so, cla- so class what have I... you been doing
1: all your life studying
0: <laughs> working working being productive yeah, how dare i what's wrong with you <laughs> Uh, no, playing Dr. Mario and watching TikTok. There you <laughs> That's go. That's what I'm doing. Um, uh, so, yeah, today is January 2nd as we're recording this. And today, as we're recording this, is the 50th anniversary of the 1971 Ibrox disaster. So uh, And that is how I discovered it was Ibrox, not Ilbrox, today as I was wrapping up the research... Uh, I watched which I'll mention later on a commemorative video that the uh, Rangers recorded in commemoration of the 50th anniversary and you know this Scottish guy opens it and he said, uh Ibrox, and I was like, oh, is he is that a cute little Scottish accent like Iil you know or something And then
1: <laughs> he just made it it worse. dawned on me. <laughs> Scotch people, hate this even more now.
0: <laughs> it just dawned on me. I finally saw the word, and I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And I swear to you, like there were L's in every other Ibrox until that moment, and then the entire internet changed over. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Somebody
1: scrubbed Illbrox from the There's internet. There's
0: a name for the effect where like. Something that you're used to seeing a million times, your brain switches what it says. And well, so sure. when somebody points out what it actually says, it kind yeah. of fucks with your head. Happens anyway, everybody. that's what it was like. But yeah. it is Ibrox. We're
1: 183 <laughs> episodes in? 84?
0: This is 84.
1: Mm-hmm. And we've never mispronounced like the event or se- <laughs> like, th- throughout a whole episode <laughs> until now. So,
0: So first for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept telling myself, I was like, remember in last podcast on the left when That's they kept right. saying Dilatov passed. That's right, it's they it messed it up. Too. So it's it's okay. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell myself. Um better for me yeah, to Yeah, and they get paid lots of money. Yes. Better <laughs> for me to mispronounce a word in a free podcast that we do than to screw up anybody's taxes. That's so, true. I am moving on. <laughs> um so I even wrote like a little sentence, but I've already sentenced it. Yes. Uh, I put OMG, do I feel ridiculous? Anyway, so uh, this is my little intro. Uh, After a devastating stand collapse and resulting crowd crush that resulted in the deaths of 27 people in 1902, one would think that Ibrox, I will said Ibrox, Ibrox Park in Glasgow, Scotland had already seen its worst. Unfortunately, on January 2nd, 1971, a crowd crush at the park killed 66 people and injured more than 200 others. It remained the deadliest football disaster in UK history until the horrific events at Hillsborough in 1989. So uh, sources include all the ones I mentioned last week quick correction as I was listening for all my mispronounced ibroxes I noticed that I said I'm pretty sure that I said that the um, Guardian article was written by John Hodgson it's actually John Hodgman and I will be referring to him later uh, further sources are you
1: just screwing up oh, all everybody the
0: absolutely everybody yes very true <laughs> uh, BBC News the main article how do we
1: even know Scotland is real at this point yeah <laughs>
0: This is part of QAnon. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So the main article from BBC News was entitled The Five Boys Who Didn't Come Home. The Story of the 1971 Ibrox Disaster by Andrew Picken. Also, the Bolton News, the National, and the Scotsman. So while I'd like to say that nothing much happened between 1902 and 1971 that would indicate that there were still issues at Ibrox Park in Glasgow, that would just not be the truth. Despite the massive and expensive renovations that took place after 27 people were killed and hundreds more injured—remember, 25 at the time—and then a couple people mm-hmm. died from their injuries years right. later—after um, the wooden bleachers in the West Tribune stand collapsed, the redone park was anything but disaster-proof. So, just quick recap: remember, uh, they had to do go further into debt to mm-hmm. pay for oh, these yeah. massive renovations. It made the team less competitive because they had to offload a bunch of their stars. Um, So initially, things were actually relatively uneventful in terms of disasters at IROX. Like, the team wasn't great for that interim time. It took about 25 years for them to make a comeback. Uh, But just life went on as normal. Here is Sounds like the Bills. (laughs) But we're back this year. (laughs) Here is what the very clearly marked Ibrox Park looked like in 1920. Oh,
1: that's the one. Looks pretty nice.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is uh, Mm post-renovation by a number of years, like almost 20 years later. So the new embankment style stands seem to be much safer and stable than the steel framed wooden stands, as we learned. And the Rangers began working their way back up to being competitive after the financial devastation caused by the disaster that resulted in them offloading most of their talent, as I said. In 1928, after a solid 25 years of clawing their way back to the top, the Rangers won their first double. Do you know what a double is? I had to look it up. I'm I'm not sure. (laughs) Whatever this means, it, according to Wikipedia, means winning a double means the team wins their country's top tier division and its primary cup within the same season. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't.
1: Know I what understand that means, what that means. That. It's okay. like it's like winning your division and you win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. That, that's how I. That would be our. it. That would equivalent. be our equivalent. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay. That 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 makes sense. That's what's
1: going to happen this year. With I can't say it or I'll jinx it.
0: You're going to. What if I say it? No. Will I jinx it? Maybe. I won't say it. <laughs> Hey. Um. Of course, in sports. Uh. Oh, wait. So, uh, what I take it to mean anyway is that they were finally back into a prestige position in within the league. And of course, in sports, with wins comes dollar dollar bills. Of course. So later that same year, the next phase of development took place at Ibrox. So not like a run of, not like a fix or anything, but just like continuing to build. And this time they added a new stand section called the Main Stand, which opened quickly on January 1st, 1929. This stand, like the West Tribune stand and the renovations after the 0 02 disaster, was designed by architect, do you remember his name? Uh,
1: don't. No. Archibald. That's Lich. right, Archibald.
0: Mm-hmm. And contains the stadium's now signature red brick facade. And I have a picture of that. Got lots of pictures today. Let me see. It is really nice. that oh, it is it's really nice. Cool. You know what that looks like? Very Boston.
1: Um, it looks like, uh, kind of looks like Ebbets Field, old Ebbets Field. In, that? Uh, that? used to be in Brooklyn. Hmm. I hope I'm getting that right. I'd, I'd be sad if I didn't.
0: It's so funny. This reminds me of like New England, but obviously Scotland was there before. That's It's the other way around. <laughs> no, you can,
1: well, you can also kind of see how football stadiums like in, the UK mm-hmm. probably influenced the design of uh, baseball stadiums. At least the yeah. at least the facade, yes, the, I the agree. outside.
0: I agree because a lot
1: similar. of a lot of baseball stadiums up until about the 50s and 60s had the same sort of look.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That yeah, makes sense. Um, and that that red brick is very iconic and is still praised as one of Leach's finest works as an architect. This new stand had a capacity of 10,000. Now, I couldn't find an exact capacity of the stadium for, like, every stage of renovation. Sure. Um, and I'm guessing that's partly because the capacities seem to be more of a suggestion than a hard and fast rule <laughs> right. back in these Nothing, days.
1: Of, it wasn't anything official.
0: Yeah. Um, there was but, no fire code. <laughs> I think it's reasonable to think that this 1928 renovation did increase capacity, or at least let's hope so, because on January 2nd, 1939, which is how many years ago now?
1: 1939? hmm
0: 81? Uh, 81. 82. 82. Damn it, it is 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, 82 years ago, yes, correct. Uh, anyway, January 2nd, 1939, when the Rangers played the Celtic, remember the old firm game? That's when the two of those meet. Uh, the crowd was 118,567 people. Last we heard about their capacity, it was like
1: 75,000, so <laughs> it's even a bigger shit now. ton
0: more. Um, but it was a record at the time for any of, of uh, attendance for any match ever played in Britain. Hmm. Fortunately for all involved, nothing of particular disastrous note happened at that game. But regardless, at some point in the next couple decades, changes in safety legislation eventually reduced the capacity to eighty thousand. So, now this is a fun little digression. Something else uh, had happened in the years following the nineteen oh two Ibrox disaster. Specifically, in nineteen twenty three, that year, the original Wembley Stadium in London uh, opened in nineteen twenty three, and the, wow, it's
1: that old.
0: Well, so. The the Wembley that stands today is uh, not this Wembley. Oh, like they, okay. I believe they demolished it and rebuilt uh. it. I knew that because um, when Queen played at Wembley, it was old Wembley. But it's been rebuilt. Oh, since. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but anyway, in twenty three, as its inaugural game. The Football Association Challenge Cup, or the FA Cup, took place there between the Bolton Wanderers and West Ham United. I have heard of West Ham United. I was
1: going to say, that the Bolton Wanderers, I'm not sure if they're still around, but yeah, West Ham. I kind of feel like they all yeah, are,
0: still. Probably. Yeah, you're probably uh, they go in and know, out of their premiership, fold. but yeah, I guess it's um, possible. Yeah,
1: I mean, and you're talking the 20s here. This is before, well, this is post. This is
0: 39. But, oh, okay, mm. so this is.
1: Pre-World War II. Oh, no, no, you're
0: right. 23, sorry. I was, yes, it is pre-World War II. But just Mm
1: -hmm. post-World War I. So, yeah, some of these clubs probably did fold in this time. Wasn't a whole lot of money to go around.
0: I would say that's possible. Yeah. So, uh, the yeah, Wembley had literally finished construction four days before this game. Wow. It's like just at the very end of 1922. Geez, I wonder if
1: they cut any corners to make it (laughs) happen.
0: Well, it was a big deal because the ground of Wembley was ceremoniously broken by King George V himself. The king broke ground on Wembley. And... Was he the last king? No. Oh, no. No. Uh, Who was Elizabeth's dad? Because he was the last king. Oh, I don't know. Because he was king, he died, and then Elizabeth became queen. I haven't watched the uh, I haven't watched uh, the Crown in a long time. Hmm. <laughs> I forget if his name was George or not. There was an Edward. Guys, sure. the monarchy is was, so weird. Who was the weird. king's
1: speech about? Because that happened at the very beginning of World War II. Because <laughs> we're it,
0: so not yeah. good at monarchy It must have been history. this
1: guy. Had to have been, right?
0: I guess. No, no, no. Wait. Me. Wait. Maybe Elizabeth's dad wasn't king for all that long. I don't think. And she became queen in the early fifties. So this is the years one that is before that. Still queen today. Yes, QE yeah. two
1: QE two. What?
0: That's that's a ship. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, I I could. I'm not going to bother. I was about to look it up, but
1: oh, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth so II. That's yes, what you're saying. Yes. QE two. Was...
0: That's what they call the ship. The I, queen I, I thought, you're, I the thought you're talking
1: about a droid on Star Wars. <laughs>
0: Anyway, the king at the time was King George V. Uh, the official number of official number of those in attendance was 126,047, which was just around max capacity oh, for God. Wembley. That's not thought to be the actual attendance.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's more.
0: Realistic estimates are much, much closer to 300,000 people. serious? Yeah. And here is a Holy picture sh- to show. Shit. <laughs> Look at that. There's it's all people. All people's <laughs>
1: This could also be a picture from a uh, Triumph of the Will, by the way.
0: It does it, look it, very like it, it is not. Large meeting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh-huh. Exactly.
1: If anybody's not sure what I'm referencing there, just look up <laughs> Triumph of the Will. Or don't.
0: Maybe not. You're
1: on the NSA watch list already. <laughs> anyway, even if you listen to this podcast. It's true.
0: <laughs> Due to the sheer number of people, a dicey situation quickly arose as it was clear the stadium quite literally couldn't accommodate everybody. It resulted in people pouring out to the boundaries of the pitch and even onto the pitch itself. <laughs> Look at oh that! Oh my God! Look at that what sea the of f- people! <laughs> yeah. You can
1: see the funny thing is you can see the goal yes. right here, and there are yes. a bunch of people in it. And- uh
0: huh. Yeah, that's Because where else are they supposed to go? There's just not the room yeah. for it.
1: They have, uh, so this team has, it looks like, about uh, 111 goalkeepers.
0: <laughs> so yes, because they're all inside the They should the be net. able to
1: defend that pretty well. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Fortunately, what could have been a horrible tragedy was averted. As mounted police corralled the crowd so the match could physically be played. The match was delayed 45 minutes just yeah, to bet. try and clear the field.
1: that's all it was.
0: One iconic image of this uh, event includes a policeman riding a gray horse named Billy, <laughs> who appears to be white by contrast in black and white images. So that's like the iconic image of okay. that. That's Billy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's B I L L I E. That's,
1: uh, that's William. William the gray horse.
0: It, I don't know, it could be a girl because B I L L I E. Oh. Possibly, I don't know. Uh, This resulted in the game being colloquially known as the White Horse Final, (laughs) even though Billy was gray, whatever. Part of what helped clear the pitch, along with Billy and company, was the arrival of King George V, who arrived to present the winning team with their trophy at the end of the game. Or for the end. He arrived near the beginning, but he was there to present the trophy at the end. In what might be one of the most British sentences ever uttered, the unwieldy football crowd burst into a chorus of God save the king. <laughs> then they helped the police clear the pitch so the game could begin.
1: <laughs> oh, you Maybe Ritz. they were
0: drinking tea.
1: No, not at this game.
0: No, I think. They had you're some right.
1: before they came. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but can you imagine just like a stadium full of British people, starting and saying "God save the king"? Yes, I can. And, all right, come on, let's get the game going. Let's <laughs> actually, all clear the actually, pitch. Actually, yes, I can. Yes. <laughs> Which is so. You <laughs> know they're, what? They're,
1: they're like at least we didn't elect Donald Trump.
0: Forrest <laughs> <laughs> Johnson they came just close. Saying. Yeah, they can't be tried. Um, <laughs> what is so funny, like learning about that, is that when Queen very famously, bringing, I bring always bring it back to Queen. <laughs> played Wembley in eighty six. They had over a hundred thousand people in attendance at that. And like most that was of for their live shows. Aid. No, Live no, Aid was eighty five. No, right. they did they Live did Aid, but own. they did three nights sold out at Wembley. Yeah, in, yeah we in watched, July eighty six. That. Yes, That's, we have. It's
1: fantastic. It is
0: amazing. And they ended the show they ended their shows per as they always did with their version of God Save the Queen.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't remember. It's that. just an instrumental. Oh, okay. Uh, with Brian
0: May playing, you know his iconic guitar, Brian May guitar sound, but they they ended at Wembley with "God Save the Queen." When back in 1923, they cleared the field with "God Save the King." I don't know, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's <really> cute. <laughs> So while no one was seriously injured at Wembley, nearly 1,000 were treated for what ended up being very minor injuries. But 22 people did have to be taken to the hospital for treatment. Sure, I'm guessing out of 300,000,
1: like, yeah, not, that's not bad. It's
0: not. I'm guessing it was for like difficulty breathing or yeah. <clears throat> older people, maybe. It could have been a number bruising. of bruising. Yeah,
1: yeah, whatever. Yeah, just that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good out of yeah. 300,000 people.
0: Yeah. This near disaster led to a legislative discussion in Parliament. The House of Commons made several recommendations to stadium authorities in an effort to present a similar and perhaps more disastrous event in the future. These recommendations were mostly involving crowd and capacity control. Now, the reason I even go back to 1923, this match and its resulting safety concerns, is that despite these recommendations, nothing was adjusted at Ibrox per these recommendations, which unfortunately will become very, very pertinent. So we're going to skip forward to 1961, back at Ibrox. A main feature of the stadium at this point was a, a, a mode of aggress, known okay. as Stairway 13. Oh. Stairway 13 was an outdoor stairway that led from the the stadium in the East Terrace seating to... That was an especially... Uh, oh, the... the I mangled that sentence. I'm going to start it again. (laughs) Stairway 13 was an outdoor stairway exit from the East Terrace seating that was an especially popular way to go when you left a game because it was a quick way to get to the Copland Road tube station, as well as to the parking lot where a lot of Rangers fans parked. Now, looking at it, it's kind of scary. And you'll see, this is Stairway 13. Okay. That's stairway 13, just yeah. with nobody on it, and that's with people. Mm-hmm. You'll note it's very steep. It is. Yeah. Has five uh ca- staircases mm-hmm. with subsequent landings. Five levels. Yes. Uh-huh. Or landings, actually, you're right. Uh-huh. And uh let me see how many lanes. I think I write how many lanes in here. Du-du-du. I'm looking
1: at seven right there. Seven lanes. Uh-huh.
0: Yep. Separated by railings. hmm mm-hmm. So uh they these Steps had been in place for a long time, and they were notorious for being really worn and easy to trip on. Sure. On September 16th, 1961, another Old Firm game was taking place. Yeah, Old Firm games are bad news for the stadium, And historically speaking. It was taking place between the home team Rangers and Celtic. The game was winding down with just one minute left on the clock, and Celtic were up 2-1. to one. Now, as is typical with a lot of sports games, when your home team is losing and there's barely any time left, well, what do a lot of people do?
1: Uh, usually leave early.
0: Yep, exactly. So, uh... Or just act
1: like idiots. <laughs> or both.
0: Yeah, so many fans of the Rangers decided to call it a night and leave. As a wave of spectators began to exit, Jim Baxter... Whose nickname you'll love? Slim Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Of the Rangers scored a literal last-minute goal, causing roars of celebration from the fans who had remained watching. Now, some of those leaving decided to turn and rush back to see what had happened and to join in the celebration, while others were still making their way out, resulting in a confusing mush on the already frightening Stairway 13. Mm, Yeah. Now, one of those present was the author of the Guardian article I mentioned last week. The name of the um, article was Singing and Dancing to Their Deaths, Football's Forgotten Tragedy. His name is John Hodgman, as I corrected earlier. He was a child at the time. If I'm reading the article correctly, he was like 12 or 13. As he walked down the staircase, he felt something very similar to what we've heard in other crowd crushes. He felt like he was he was lifted off his feet Mm -hmm. and swept along in the wave of the crowd and struggled to breathe. Uh, He eventually lost consciousness and remembers waking up in the hospital. Mm. Next. Many in the crush had no clue what was going on and were still singing and cheering and carrying on like you would. Uh, In the end, about 70 people, including John, were injured and two fans were left dead. So, Stairway wow. 13, two people died in 1961. Uh, it Obviously, it, it wouldn't come near the death toll of either 1902 or 1971, but it was a harbinger of what was to come. It also wasn't the last time Stairway 13 would be the cause of mayhem. Even though some version of safety measures were instituted, um, which we're going to get to in a, in a minute, <laughs> Safety measures being a very loose term. Uh, And and there were no further deaths seen in the 60s. Injuries were sustained in two other separate crush accidents on Stairway 13 in 1967 and 1969. So here are those safety measures Mm. that uh, the Rangers put in place. So first of all, uh, they replaced the wooden, wooden railings on the stairway with steel. Now, I'm no expert, but wouldn't that actually make things worse because you couldn't, they wouldn't break as easily if they needed to give? I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know how, like, safety is a loose term there, but. And then, two, the second thing they did, there was a wooden fence that ran along the side of the stairway, uh, which there had been safety recommendations made to get rid of it and just put in a railing. That way, if anyone needed to duck under it to escape, a crush, they could, instead of there being a whole fence to have to climb over. Mm. Not only did they not remove it, they reinforced it with concrete. Mm. (laughs) So It's
1: going to make it a little bit more of a challenge.
0: Yes. um, Later, an engineering (laughs) firm would testify that it was, quote, hardly comprehensible, end quote, why they did it, since it literally blocked an entire mode of aggress if people were caught on the stairway. In addition to these more like comparatively minor crowd disasters, even though two people did die in the 60s, Ibrox was also the site of two fires. Now, I could not find a ton of information on these, just passing um, reference that they appear to have happened in fall of 68 and summer 69, but only caused property damage. So. So now we're getting to the unfortunate main event. It was Saturday, January 2nd, 1971. We are recording this on Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, Apparently in Scotland, New Year's Eve is known as Hogmanay. Very interesting. And this is just a couple days after that. So it's like New Year's festivities, right? Uh, That day, I'm sure this will come as a big shock to you since you're a Vision of the UK is that it's cold and dark and dreary. <laughs> it was a cold, dark and dreary rainy day. Shocking. <laughs> mhm. And the day of yet another old firm match between the Rangers and Celtic at Ibrox. At this point in time, the aforementioned capacity of 80,000 was in place at the stadium. I could not find an official count of the crowd at any uh, in any of my sources, but it does appear the stadium was at least two capacity, possibly a little mm. bit more. So at least eighty thousand people. One of those present at the match was John Hunchman, now an adult and a journalist. So he was in the press box. Uh, he watched the he he got he went there for the second half. Though the tension was always high at the old firm game, the game itself was later described by many as, quote, boring, (laughs) end quote. The entire first period went by scoreless. After 43 minutes of the second period, it was still scoreless. Uh, Nil-nil, as it were. Many cold, bored fans wanting to get a leg up on traffic decided to leave and began to head for the exits. With one minute left in the game, Celtic scored. Hmm. Even more Rangers fans were like, okay, I'm yeah, out. Now I'm really like, leaving. Yeah, now we're definitely not winning this. Uh, because they had basically almost certainly lost the game. Then, quite literally, at the actual last second, the Rangers were granted a free kick.
1: Oh, you're kidding
0: me. I, I had to look that up. That mm-hmm. it's it's a penalty shot.
1: No. A penalty shot is a penalty shot. A free kick is outside of the box, but you can
0: Why are you, Why are you granted it?
1: Uh, because somebody committed a foul.
0: Well, why isn't that?
1: Because crazy? the foul happened outside of the box. If a foul happens inside of the 18-yard mm-hmm. box, that's a penalty kick. This is a free kick, so the foul happened outside of that.
0: Okay. So it's the spirit of a penalty kick?
1: No, not necessarily. It depends on where it is. It's a free I'm, throw. No. Um. <laughs> If you're if you're just outside of the box where a uh-huh. lot of these calls happen and you're a good enough uh, scorer you can you can score from there mm-hmm. but then you have the wall which is what the other team sets up to block it
0: oh so is it harder to score on a free kick? Than oh a penalty yeah. Kick? oh God, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, a
1: penalty kick is just you and the goalie that's okay
0: it. see that's what I was picturing but that's not it no okay all right well it was a free kick and I was wrong it is not a penalty kick
1: so they scored on the free kick.
0: Well, the last action in the game, because play was done, this is mm-hmm. the last thing, was Rangers player Colin Stein taking the free kick and scoring to tie the match. That's pretty awesome. Mm, yeah, it was. It was a a horrible, boring game, that, except Until the last few minutes. Minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, l- literally the it's last minute. like basketball. <laughs> so uh, the final whistle was sounded at four fourteen p.m. Yeah. local time. Now, obviously, when he scored that led to a huge reaction from the Rangers fans because they had just tied it. Uh, John Hodgman had already, like, gotten up to leave, Mm -hmm. and he heard what he said, quote, it was like a bomb going off, And quote. Like, that's how much roar there was from this crowd. He he paused, like, as he was leaving to, like, peek back at the field to see what was going on. Um, Now, here is where uh, things start to split a little bit in terms of there is a little bit of controversy in the sources that I found as to the exact genesis of this crowd disaster. Um, there's two accounts. So first is John Hodgman's version. Now he was physically present, um, during this. So he was a witness. According to him, the last minute kick and the cheers from the fans still watching the game caught the interest of many of those leaving just like 1961 he said it was like basically the same situation um and then some people who were nearing the bottom of the stairs decided to turn back and ended up getting tangled up with people coming down and that was the cause of the po- of the problem the official inquiry which we'll get to later determined that uh, the most likely scenario was that everyone was actually exiting, going in the same direction, but somebody like tripped and fell, Mm. which started a literal like domino effect, basically. In either case, after the final whistle, everyone was leaving, Rangers and Celtic fans alike, and John found himself getting swept up in the crowd. He had initially wanted to avoid Stairway 13 for obvious reasons, like he he never wanted to be back on that stairwell. Uh, But he found himself unable to do so, like he couldn't fight the crowd. Uh, Like 1961, John felt himself getting slowly squeezed by those crushing around him. The trauma of his previous ordeal came rushing back to him and he said out loud, I've got to get out of here. To John's horror, he ended up witnessing the entire 1971 disaster, a full decade after he had narrowly escaped the exact same situation. The main area of the crush itself was in the first two lanes of stairway 13 between the first and the third landings. Mm -hmm. So near the top of the stairs. So the, the initial cause of the literal pileup, like I said before, is a matter of some debate, but like was either caused by two conflicting like traffic flows or by somebody tripping and falling and, um... Something similar to that. Or Uh, all of
1: the above. Yeah,
0: possibly. The results were the same Mm -hmm. regardless, which was a stop in the flow of traffic with the crowds in the walkways leading to the stairway and at the top of the stairway itself, having no idea that as they pushed forward, they were killing people further down the way. I feel like this comes up in basically every crowd disaster we have covered is that people at the back don't know what's going on at the front. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Of course they don't. It specifically reminded me of the Valletta Stampede. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Episode. I I had to look it up. It was episode forty two for us. It was the the uh, boys during Carnival hmm? in Malta, and they were proceeding through this church or something, and there was a locked door, and so the one kid at the front couldn't get through, but nobody behind him knew, so it was just a whole pile of people, and that ended up killing like over a hundred people. So yeah. yeah. Unlike the rest of the crowd, John Hodgman knew exactly what was happening, and he shouted to try to stop the whole horrible event. But of course, it wasn't really possible to stop at that point, least of all by someone who was also in it themselves. He witnessed what he called a, quote, pyramid of people, mm. unquote piling up. The pressure of bodies caused the railings between the stairway lanes to mangle and collapse. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, metal railings, steel railings. By John's recollections the day of, he estimated the entire crush to have lasted about 10 minutes. Oh, my
1: God. That's a...
0: It is a long time. I would also say that that was literally... like He put in that article that that's what he wrote that day as to his recollections. And a lot of times, something that happens to people in horrible situations is that they feel like time slows down. So... I'm not saying that it couldn't have lasted 10 minutes. Maybe it did. But it's also possible he didn't have a perspective of executive time. It's also possible with
1: with that many people, uh, it could have lasted longer. Maybe. I mean, it's...
0: Yeah, and there's yep. no
1: there's no security there. Well, there's here's no, what oh, there okay. were there was actually okay. a fair amount
0: oh, okay. um, of police and security there but
1: on the near the steps or near the yes. Yeah, so, okay, so
0: um, eventually, police who were near the bottom of the stairs noticed what was happening. Now, their first action is a little counterintuitive. Um, they did the exact wrong thing. They formed a chain. To stop the flow of traffic, which was the problem in the first place. Sure. So, but I think they were like trying to keep people from falling, probably or something like that.
1: Yeah, because they are steep.
0: Yes, steep stairs. Yeah. uh Come down. And And this was near the top, so but they quickly realized what was going on and just started pulling people out of the pile.
1: And and even even still, like we're we're talking 1971. Even still, crowd science. I'm not even sure is even really a thing yet. This is
0: 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: here's the. Since we've we've covered several stadium disasters. Yeah, since we you. since we started this podcast, whenever I go, yeah. uh, hopefully we'll get to go to hockey games again right? this year. But whenever since we've started this podcast, whenever I go, I'll notice little things yeah. about. Um, how stairwells separate people. Yep. How when you go outside, there's always security outside mm-hmm. for... Mm-hmm. And they're always in the same position. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's based on statistics. Research and, of, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: The best places for them to be stationed. Yeah, And, uh-huh. and
1: it's just little things like that that you, that you really don't notice unless you're looking for it. Which but, is kind
0: of the purpose too, mm-hmm. right? Because... <clears throat> Ideally, you'll never be in a situation where you need to even worry about right. that because the crowd control is so good right. that you don't even have to think about which stairway am I going down. It's been designed so it's that been it designed matter. for you. Yeah, yes. exactly. For where it's your seat is,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: exactly, it's, it it's it's an it it's is just a very little interesting... it's just little things like that that you it notice is. like
1: mm-hmm. after you're out at like big events. Yeah, you know so. The uh, crowd disasters suck. I couldn't imagine. They do. They're horrid. I really could They're
0: horrid. It would because you're fully aware of what's going on. Wow, and you can't do anything about to you. it. No, nothing, nothing. You just hang on. You can't that, even. That's all you can do. Even in like some of the desperate situations, the the B twenty five bombing, um, obviously. Like we call, recalled back to like the World Trade Center uh, on that, like you can't even jump out a window to try. No. To try on the off chance you could survive. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Unless you can sprout wings and fly, like you are just stuck, and that's horrifying. That's and well, this is outdoors to, even. If you
1: listen to Alex Jones podcast, then that is a thing. Along with the lizard people.
0: Or if you drink Red Bull, right? Right, it gives you wings. Isn't yes, that? it does. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean, there's... uh, it's
0: horrid. It's awful. It's awful. Awful. And
1: for this guy to be involved in two of them, two
0: like ten years apart, exactly, like geez. almost exactly ten years apart. Do
1: you think he's gonna have PTSD after the second one? Oh my God. Certainly after the first, but I doubt this guy went to a stadium ever again.
0: So we're not quite done with his story either. I'm sure. So um. Uh, so the cops caught on to what was going on. They just started pulling people, mm-hmm. just trying to get people out. Well, that's, that's out. kind
1: of also what happened at Hillsboro. Hillsborough, exactly. Except it were, were other fans yes, pulling people pull out.
0: Yes, pulling people up to yeah. the upper deck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the police soon set up a cordon at the top of the stairway, which was exactly what was needed to stop traffic from compounding from getting, the problem. getting onto mm-hmm. the stairway. Mm-hmm.
1: Keep everybody inside the stadium for now.
0: Yes. Those or divert them. Yes, and other exits. Those unfortunate to have been enough to have been caught up in the pile were slowly extracted from both sides as rescue efforts began in earnest. Now, John Hodgman had survived without like serious injury, uh, though he was obviously horribly shaken. Uh, he described the scene as quote a war zone end quote. He was recruited by an ambulance worker to help in the rescue efforts. Literally, he was like this ambulance. Uh, well, I imagine is sort of like an EMS equivalent. Said to him, "Are you hurt?" And he was like, "No, I'm okay." And he said, we "Well, then help." Then,
1: yeah, then we need. Like you.
0: literally recruited him <laughs> right is, there. This is
1: an all hands on deck mm-hmm. situation.
0: Some of those efforts did work. There was at least one person who was successfully revived with CPR, but many efforts weren't successful as rescue workers, police officers and civilians alike worked desperately to save anyone they could, including uh, John Hodgman. He tried to like he wasn't well trained in CPR, but he just did his best.
1: And he also saw what was coming. Yeah. He knew what was about mm-hmm. to happen, and mm-hmm. he was doing his best to try to try to warn people, however he could.
0: Well, and also, even if it's I mean, like
1: ultimately, there was not a whole lot he was going to be able to do. Well, but even just, in this situation,
0: it's like I don't really know CPR, but you know what? I'll try. No- nothing is worse than worse than something. Let me just give it a shot. And unfortunately, it didn't work in most cases. But um, uh, also, the Rangers. So. I'm going to have a little side to this, but the Rangers coach, Jock Wallace, and Celtic manager, Jock Stein, I just love that there's two men named Jock in this, they're both <laughs> it's the most Scottish thing ever, uh, well it was a coach and manager, Oh. Okay. Uh, Rangers coach, Celtic manager, anyway both Jocks, they were stand up guys, they helped carry away victims on stretchers, good they, the dead were carried mm. down to the pitch where sheets were draped over them. Now we come to the oh, pictures of this. So here's the rescue efforts and the pitch.
1: Hmm. Not good. No.
0: I mean, it's all very far away and, like, hard to make, but you can tell just how yeah. bad it is. I mean, bodies lined up. That's just never good. This is a little bit more. And then this is the stairwell. I'll have some more pictures. Which is just pictures. mangled. Mm-hmm. Here's another picture of the stairwell it gives you a, and you can see the wooden fence, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean the amount of force it takes to do that? Yes. Uh-huh. Is... And it
0: wasn't even deliberate force. No. It was just Mm-mm. pressure. Mhm. And then here's another picture of the railings. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it was not good. It was not good. That's why this is called all bad things. In the end, okay, here's the, the bummerest paragraph, and then we'll move on, okay? In the end, 66 people, mostly Rangers fans, because this all happened on the Rangers end, mm. like, you know how they separate mm-hmm. teams, fans, uh, died most from compressive asphyxiation yeah. and standing up, super like Hillsborough, right? And without any actual bloodshed. They just, they just suffocated. Mm-hmm. They just asphyxiated. Over 200 others were injured. 65 of the 66 who died were male. Hmm. Only one woman died. um, And she was 18 years old, named Margaret Ferguson. 33, exactly half of the victims, were under 20 years old. They're kids. All kids. Mm -hmm. The youngest was 9-year-old Nigel Pickup. Uh, And I'm going to say possibly the most heartbreaking sentence trigger warning of this whole thing uh one of the saddest excerpts from john hodgman's article is quote i saw two policemen carry a small covered bundle to the top of the stairs and one of them wept openly as he repeated over and over it's only a wee boy hmm. End quote Five of the teenage boys who died were schoolmates who had attended the game together all the way from Markinch, about 70 miles or 112 kilometers away. They just were on a fun trip Mm -hmm. to Glasgow and ended like this. The vast majority of the adult victims were only in their 20s and 30s. 61 of the total victims were under 40 years old. The remaining five Were under 50. There was nobody 50 year older who died in this. Mm -hmm. Everyone was under 50. (sighs) All right. Moving on. As with any high casualty event, the crush was quickly followed by an overwhelming number of funerals, many of which obviously were for children, which, of course, is massively heartbreaking. 65 of the 66 victims had their funerals held within four days of each other. Mm. This is just, just horrible. Both the Rangers and Celtic players and staff were applauded for conducting themselves with dignity and decorum afterwards as they attended as many funerals as they were able. Rangers players also visited the injured in the hospital. Here's a, some of the players. And some of these players are super young, too, like oh, 18, sure. themselves. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With another 18 full years until Hills, Hillsborough would eclipse the death toll at Ibrox Ibrox. jeez Ibrox. with 96 victims, this was at the time the deadliest British football disaster and was immediately under inquiry. Uh, there were actually two separate inquiries into this. The first one was into the disaster, right? Like what happened? And then a separate inquiry was led by Scottish judge Lord Wheatley. Or, to add a little bit of levity here so we can at least um, smile a bit because we don't understand titles. This was led by John Wheatley, Baron Wheatley. (laughs) Okay. He has a comma. John Wheatley, Baron Wheatley. (laughs) I don't know what
1: that means. Just to make sure. Mm -hmm. I have no idea.
0: We just have to state his last name a couple times and put in a comma.
1: Of the Wheatleys.
0: Of the Wheatleys. Are they of the Scottish Wheatleys or of the Highland Wheatleys? (laughs) I have no idea what that means. Anyway, John Wheatley, Baron Wheatley.
1: We needed a little bit of a...
0: uh, (laughs) Something to smile at. It's not that funny. No. It's just better than the last paragraph, Mm. so... The purpose of Wheatley's inquiry. So there was already the inquiry into what actually happened. Wheatley's inquiry was to investigate overall safety precautions taken at football stadiums to make recommendations for risk mitigation. Which makes sense because those two
1: things are separate things. There's the incident. Yeah. And then there's, okay, how did this incident happen?
0: Yes, although there is overlap. And this was kind of John Hodgman's um, slight point of contention excuse me, contention in this is that, like, there needed to be some understanding of what negligence may have taken place at Ibrox, Ibrox, yes, Ibrox to have brought this disaster on, but the jury was specifically instructed, like, do not ask questions about safety measures. Wheatley's covering that. That makes sense. It does, but at the same time... Basically, because safety measures weren't being considered, there was no liability for the Rangers. Yeah, I see Ivox. that, too. So, yeah. so that was problematic. Um, so, yeah, so that didn't make its testimony in that uh, inquiry. So the jury concluded, as I mentioned before, that the cause of the accident was that someone probably fell down the stairs causing the pileup. Again, this this is a tricky one because I do believe that John Hodgman saw what he saw. But at the same time, if you're in something like that, I can imagine your perception might be a little skewed. Long and short, I don't think anyone has a clear picture of what exactly happened. Even now, like uh, I saw an article where a crowd scientist like looked back on this mm-hmm. and was kind of like, well, it could have been either way. Sure. It was a bottleneck, right? A bottleneck occurred yeah. one way or the other. Um, a, a, an obstruction of bodies, either people clashing, going opposite directions, or somebody falling and causing other falls. Uh so it's but I think John Hodgman's point was that it happened in 61 that way, for sure, that there was clashing directions. And he thought the exact same thing happened in 71, which would mean that the Rangers never really took any measures to prevent that from happening yeah. in the future. Yeah. I understand that. So um, at, at any rate, Lord, so that, that was the, um, that was the findings on that. end. uh, the Rangers and Ibrox part were not in any way indicted for any potential criminal charges because it was like, well, it, it's has nothing to do with that.
1: Yeah. So. It kind of never presented itself that way
0: because the inquiries were yeah. separated. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So now I can, now I can kind of yeah. see more of why it might've been a little more problematic than
0: mm-hmm. obvious
1: to separate the two things because they're not right. separate.
0: They're interrelated. Yes. Yes, exactly. Lord Wheatley's inquiry findings were published in 1972. It was very specifically kind of like, here's what we do moving forward. He was not criticizing actions of the past, but rather, how do we fix this? Mm -hmm. It was not meant to be a criminal inquiry. It was meant to be a safety inquiry, right? Uh, He stated, quote, I have, with the assistance of the technical support group, provided what should be regarded as guidelines toward a proper standard, end quote. So it was from the word go, not presented as regulation. It was presented as suggestion, right? The report was published in 1973 as the Guide to Safety at Sports Grounds, which is still continually updated and published. The sixth edition was released in 2018. So this is still like the... For, for stadium safety in Great Britain, this is the standard. Is this They call it the, the Green Guide, I think they call it, because it has a green cover. Uh, regardless of its intention, or lack thereof, of being a legislative guide, in 1975 it led to the passage of the Safety of Sports Grounds Act, which added certification and inspection requirements. So in other words, yeah, regulation like, was put in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Commies.
0: (laughs) Socialists.
1: Maoist Stalinist. Hippies. (laughs) Marxists. Yeah.
0: The Rangers... Safety at at a crowd. Who wants that? Big brother. The Rangers FC being not held criminally liable, of course, did not protect them from civil litigation. Sure. In 1973, the, the test case...
1: Well, I say, sure, that's how it works over here. Yeah, but I, well, I, I very guess, similarly. I guess that's how it works so, over there. So
0: there was the first test case, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the first person that brings a suit to set precedent for what might happen with other, uh, other suits. Uh, it took place in front of Sheriff Irvine Smith QC. So I had to look this up. In Scotland, sheriff court is what presides over civil cases with claims up to a hundred thousand pounds and criminal cases, except for those involving like really awful crimes like treason, murder, and rape. So, sheriff court. We don't have that here. So that's in in the United States. So that's interesting. I never heard of that. I was like, why is a sheriff judging a case? But it has a different meaning in that mm. case. The family of one of the victims who had died of asphyxia, as most of them did, right? Uh, I think like 56 people died of asphyxiation. The others of suffocation, mm-hmm. which is like tomato's motto at this point. It's just horrible. Either way. They stopped uh, breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were the ones to bring this suit. Sheriff Smith found the rangers liable and ordered them to pay the family 26,000 pounds in damage, which is about 316,000 pounds today. Looking back at the evidence given regarding the prior incidents on Stairway 13, including that 61 uh, disaster, and the rangers' lack of initiative to fix the safety problems, Smith stated, quote, uh, that they were, uh, sorry, Smith stated that, quote, certain of their actions can only be interpreted as deliberate and apparently successful attempts as a deliberate and apparently successful attempt to deceive others that they were doing something when, in fact, they were doing nothing. End quote. So he took a very... It's
1: funny that also describes describes the the Trump presidency.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But those are really strong words.
1: We have a a seer. (laughs) Right. But yes, I mean...
0: That's a really, like... You made. Two, you tried to people, make it look like you were doing something. You did jack shit.
1: Two people died already yeah. in 1961, yeah. and
0: nothing was done of any. There were value. always
1: reported problems. Yes. Like.
0: And they continued. There were yes. without deaths. There were two further incidents right. of injuries. So. And. Yeah.
1: And what
0: did you do?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, next to nothing.
0: Yeah. In fact, kind of made it worse by the whole concrete wall thing.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, th- that's right. They, to a yep. degree, made it worse. Mm-hmm. Just by mm-hmm. trying to put a bow on it. Yeah. Like, oh, we did something. Yeah, that.
0: You did that, something that didn't help. Yeah, that didn't work. It actually, made it that worse. Doesn't work. <laughs> it's not how it works. Um. But
1: but again, like it's 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 back to a different era. Um.
0: Yes, this is over where, fifty years ago. When yeah, we're
1: yeah. where it's not like you're expecting something like that to happen or anything like that, but but again it's it's fucked UK. Like it's just I, I think I What <laughs> do you mean by think, that? <laughs> well, I just cause because they have been they've literally been through wars this oh, generation. I gotcha. I like, gotcha. You know uh, yeah, a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. And it's they probably not that our uh, concerns would have been heard, at least by today's standards. Mm-hmm. But over here, probably something would have been done about that, like before, to a degree. In the maybe. UK it
0: was just kind of like, nah. we've seen worse.
1: Yeah, hmm. it's like this place got shelled thirty years ago.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. You know, you're maybe. bitching about a staircase. <laughs>
0: right. Like, maybe. Get the fuck
1: out of here. Yeah. You know?
0: hmm. I've
1: got shrapnel in my ass.
0: Right. But. Yeah. Maybe. Uh. So interestingly, the Rangers did not fight or appeal on the culpability end of sure. things. So they did not they just, didn't just, just they're like pay, fine whatever. Just pay up. No, here's oh. where they did bulk at the amount. Yeah. Because the test case means that other suits can be brought with an expe- expectation mm-hmm. of similar awards. Oh, of
1: course. And twenty six thousand pounds, or three
0: hundred sixteen thousand pounds times sixty six.
1: I was just going to say, if one family's getting that's it, a
0: ton. That
1: would be more than fair for that's all. Millions families. and millions.
0: Yes, yeah. uh-huh. and this I is exactly. at a time.
1: This is also again going back to a time mm-hmm. where sports franchises weren't worth hundreds billions. of millions or yep. billions mm-hmm. of dollars. Mm-hmm. They made a small profit every year.
0: They they were able to carry on. Exactly. As a, as they a were able to operate. But yeah. yeah.
1: And even the players at this time
0: were well paid.
1: For the time, but they're not they're not living in not mansions. Millions, and shit. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the whole mo- the whole business model of sports in this mm-hmm. era is completely different than it is now.
0: Our our nephew Danny, who is a member of a junior hockey team, has a teammate who has Yeezys. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> he's ten. For reference,
1: there's something sad that I know what Yeezys are. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: Kanye's sneakers, yes, they right? Yeah. <laughs> the that's what I, that, that was.
1: That's my guess. I don't I know. I think he, they are. Yeah, yeah. I know he has a clothing line.
0: No, there's are sneakers. They're no, like Kanye but shit I, sneakers. but I'm
1: guessing like he has shoes with the clothing, li- clothing line and <laughs> wait, just wait till they get sponsored by Yeezy. Oh, like, Jesus Christ, Yeezy hockey jerseys. Oh
0: my God. Yeezy needs to take his meds, alls I'm saying. And I don't mean that derogatory. No. I mean that, like, he, like really, seriously. for his own health, he yeah. needs to. Oh, God, Yeezy. Talk <sighs> about a guy
1: that needs to move to an island and be by one or two people he trusts, like, for a year.
0: Just to, like, get his head straight? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> all he's surrounded by is people who want to take advantage of him, including that's what, that's what his happens. wife... <laughs> and her hanger-on family. Yeah, that's what happens.
1: So, jeez. So, <laughs> word of the wise, don't get famous. It's not worth no, it. No,
0: money it, is it, not it worth really it and fame is not worth it. <laughs> Why do you think we are where we are? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what? Um, We're doing better than Kanye in a lot of ways.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> we are 10 trillion times happier than Kanye. <laughs> that, is, oh, that is for damn sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um... So they didn't want to pay out all this money, right? The Rangers That's a, didn't. I mean, that
1: is understandable because
0: well, it is, but at the same time, like, goddamn it, they were responsible. They were. So they, but I um, can, I can,
1: I can see, you know, just not that I want to play devil's advocate, but just no. to play devil's. I, I can they see where they had to like, do it
0: from a business they to, perspective. They had to
1: pay out money to families. I think they knew yeah. that going forward, uh-huh. but they're like twenty six thousand dollars per family. Well,
0: here's this. Here's the slightly. Gross thing that yeah, they did after yeah, that.
1: Well, sure. They
0: appealed to have the twenty six thousand pounds paid out from a public disaster fund. So in other words, they were like, how about just the taxpayer foots this and not us? Yeah. So they're like, It's the American it's, way. I was just this gonna this say Scotland. <laughs> I was just gonna say,
1: so they are like a modern sports <laughs> super, franchise.
0: Super, super. Yeah, we'll just our, put it on yeah. the community. Yeah. hmm hmm Uh ugh, yeah. Um, so fortunately, when they made that appeal, they were like, come on, just let's take this out of a public fund. Smith ruled against it. And he would later state that he experienced accusations by Rangers supporters, including some of his friends, that he was, quote, disloyal to the home team because yeah. of his rulings. Can you imagine a fucking judge, for, for all intents, a sheriff, but, you know, a judge being told by his fucking friends and and just average people, like, you're being disloyal. Like, excuse me, fuckers. I'm supposed to uphold the law? Like, I'm, I'm not a fucking Rangers fan on the bench, you right. idiots. Yeah, I'm Sorry, d- you you assholes. <clears throat> like, I'm,
1: I'm judging the case by its merits.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: has nothing to do with... Exactly.
0: Know. I'm not I'm not a fan on the bench. Yeah. I'm a fucking judge, I'm a judge on the bench. That's exactly... Yeah. It's, it's bonkers to me. It's, I'm trying really hard not to say the words like crazy and idiot and bonkers. I'm sorry. Anyway, 60 more, <laughs> 60 more civil cases were brought against the Rangers by the families of the Ibrox victims, though I, I could not find the results of those. Sure. Um, I imagine they were settled, paid out. Yeah. yeah, it was 50 in another stuff. country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the criticism leveled against Sheriff Smith might suggest, the Rangers still continued to enjoy local fan support, to fight, despite the fact that their actions, or rather their lack of corrective action, had directly led to the deaths of 68 fans, remember 66 mm-hmm. and then plus two, and injured hundreds more in the span of a decade. Play resumed at Ibrox just two weeks after the tragedy at January 2nd, but of course... The club was finally forced to address the safety issues of Stairway 13 and the stadium as a whole. They started by building a wall at the top of the stairway to control the flow of traffic to the stairs and finally torn down that goddamn fence, replacing it with the railing like they would were supposed to and had been told to do. But these were stopgap measures as they worked to develop plans for a full overhaul of Ibrox Park, researched and spearheaded by Rangers manager Willie Waddell, who scoped out uh, other European stadiums for design ideas, especially in Germany. He determined that, lo and behold, steep and treacherous stairways like number 13 were just not a good idea and needed to be replaced. The plans for the renovation were finalized in the year of your birth, 1977. 1977. And consisted of an all seating design, so not standing room. Sure. Uh, on three of the four Halesburg sides. Hillsboro did the same thing, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With the main stand being the only standing room section to remain, it also completely did away with stairway thirteen. Thank God, like that. Who the fuck yeah, wanted to walk to go on down that? that? Yeah. yeah. The overhaul was completed in 1981, inaugurated with. Yet another old firm match with the much reduced capacity of 44,000. And it left the Rangers further in the red as the project had cost 10 million pounds or about 43 million today. Over the following decades, various renovations and additions were made to the stadium, eventually increasing its capacity to its current Fifty thousand eight hundred seventeen, and converting the main stand, the last remaining standing section, to seating. It is now an all seating stadium. And I do have a picture of modern eye box. It's a panorama. Yeah, Looks it's
1: like nice. a soccer field, yeah.
0: soccer stadium. Yep. Yeah, I nice. mean, yes, it is a nice, yeah. a nice stadium. Maybe when we go to the UK, we can visit.
1: I when we go, I definitely want to go to a to a to a, a match. match.
0: Yes. Yeah, I want to experience what that's like. And we'll be fans... Minus,
1: of, minus the crowd disaster, obviously. We will
0: be fans of whomever section exactly. we are in. <laughs> I'll
1: just show up with my bills gear and people will be like, who's that? Like,
0: who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> <Who> the fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm making friends in the UK, aren't I? All right. The village of Markinch maintains a small memorial bearing the names of the five local boys mm. who died... This is it. And that's the the one uh, where is it? The one source that I named, uh, the five boys who didn't come home mm-hmm. was the name of the BBC article. It was those boys. Hmm. And a little village, you know, in Scotland. Sure. That's a that's a high volume tragedy. Yeah. So um, for a couple of decades after the disaster, the only memorial on the grounds of Ibrox was a small plaque near the site where the crush had taken place. In January 2001, on the occasion of the 30th anniversary of the disaster, which was 20 years ago, this was replaced with a monument, and this is an interesting choice, consisting of a statue of the ranger's captain at the time, John Grieg standing on a brick platform with blue plaques on which the names of all 66 victims were written. So I'm interested in your take on this. So this is the... Mm-hmm. John Grieg was the captain at the time. Mm-hmm. He didn't die. He's still alive. Right. I, I is think it it's odd
1: a little bit like, I can see you put I can a... see how people would think it's odd um, I think what they're trying to do is this is our captain for 2001 what? and he's looking at no, no uh,
0: 1971.
1: You said the modern captain.
0: No, the capt. I didn't say the modern. I said the captain at the time of the disaster. I didn't. Oh, okay. Specify that, well, yeah.
1: oh, okay. Like he's um, watching
0: over them or something. I, yeah,
1: I think that's what. It, yeah, I think that's what they're trying to
0: get to. Like nobody else seems to have a problem with this. No. I just found it a little odd. It seems more like a, a monument. To- I thought maybe he died in the disaster. No, no, nothing happened to him. He's still alive. Yeah. But no, I get it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm just being silly. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Okay, anyway, that is the monument.
1: Because I think what they're trying to do is it's the relationship between the player and the fans. And maybe, so I, think that's okay, what okay. I think that's what they're okay. trying to get at. Okay, I
0: get that. I get that. That's a, that's that's cute. Okay, I get it. On the 40th anniversary of the disaster, the name of each victim was etched into a brick in the stadium wall. And we are... Oh, I thought I... Did I not do one more? Oh, I didn't anyway i thought i had one more photo anyway uh so we are recording this on the 50th anniversary of the disaster and this is like nine o'clock at night here our time so it's already january 3rd in in the uk Mm -hmm. so the game so i should say the uh the event of the 50th anniversary is already passed there um but Earlier today, the Rangers and the Celtic once again took the field. They played an old firm game today. Okay. Uh, ironically, 50 years after a crowd disaster, no fans were present because of COVID.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, duh.
0: So fifth, the 50th anniversary was meant well, to I be Well, I say much duh because
1: that's how we experience right. it in the United States. There are other countries that are having-
0: Oh, the like, UK bus- is business, massively- business no, the UK is massively struggling yeah, they right are. now. They're, so that's true. They're they're in our boat. So um I guess I'm
1: thinking of uh, like
0: Australia and New right. Zealand. There there are other countries that are do, faring much better, yes. The UK is not one of them. That's true. Uh including Scotland. So they did play today with no fans, which I found really poignant because like it was a crowd disaster it's and kinda, now there's no crowd. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. Um the Rangers won one nil. They're actually apparently doing very well this season. Uh, in most years, there would probably have been a much larger event to mark the anniversary. But due to COVID, uh, things were significantly pared back. They've talked about just postponing sure. a, a larger service. The Rangers released an online video in which I discovered it was Ibrox, not Illbrox, uh, to mark the anniversary uh uh, as the victims of the and the victims of the seventy one crush, and the players wore jerseys imprinted with quote always remembered second January nineteen seventy one end
1: quote. So they did a that's a nice tribute.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. A small number of people did show up to the stadium, uh, touching the bricks with the name of their loved ones in tribute. Mm. And that, my friends, is the story of the ibrox disasters (laughs) part two 1971 which occurred 50 years ago to the day that we are recording this which the the crowd disasters are they suck fires are awful crowd disasters are awful. like why did we start a podcast
1: yeah (laughs) i know right the uh yeah, I'm honestly not sure what the hell is worse at this point, a fire or a crowd mm-hmm. I think I'm still going to go with fire, just because the overall scariness of it. Like, you know what's happening in a fire. Like, you have a mental... You but, know what
0: the thing about the fire is? Is that there's an... It feels like there's an external force, right? The fire. Sure. In a crowd disaster... It's just... It's
1: all people.
0: It's motion. Yeah. Like, literally just the science of motion and... Inertia. Humor. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it really is.
0: That's... I can't... And, and I've oh. been to,
1: and I've been to, and it always makes me think of, like, when I've gone to, like, big events or mm-hmm. things, like, what if, just the smallest thing, what if somebody fell in front of the doorway?
0: Falling, just, and how yeah, easy is it for somebody to trip and fall? And
1: just a yeah, I mean, And how
0: quick that can and happen. And here's the other
1: weird thing, is right now I can't even imagine being a in crowd. a
0: crowd. <laughs> I know. We're all like, staying six <laughs> feet apart, so it is weird to it's think the to fucking be weirdest that close thing. to somebody. Yeah.
1: Like, we've. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the rest of the world has done this too but like as Americans we're like we've well not all of us unfortunately right. the majority of us have like retrained our brains to be like I don't want to be around 50 people I don't want to be around yeah. 20 people
0: <laughs> yes uh-huh. you know
1: it's yeah and that happened within the span of a year
0: yes Months less, really? less than a year. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. about
1: ten months it took uh-huh. for your brain to be rewired that way. Have
0: you had COVID dreams? I have. I have not. So I've had dreams I anyway. where I am closer to people physically and I get anxious because I'm like, we're not supposed to be this close.
1: I did have like nightmares after nine eleven. Like for really? a couple of nights. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Mm. But I, I would be surprised. Yeah. I vividly remember a couple mm. of dreams I had after that. Mm. But this is just um and I don't, and i think part of it has to do with the the two jobs that i've had this year mm-hmm. is like you're naturally separated from people anyway mm-hmm. so that wasn't different right it we're was just different social yeah,
0: life was different yeah.
1: it was just i want to go out to a, a bar and have fun with it, but you just can't
0: well the when or
1: you sh- <coughs> shouldn't
0: shouldn't the time like the closest we've come is when we were in greenville yeah
1: that was weird that was like, really I weird. I was super
0: uncomfortable. I didn't like that. At I all. was kind of uncomfortable was too. It was, none of it.
1: It was just because we were both out of our
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: comfort zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And not in a good way, not no. in a pushing ourselves way. No. no, like in an unsafe way. Yeah. It wasn't good at all. No. But yeah, I know it is really weird and bizarre to think about but being so, with that but many I, people.
1: And like the one thing it's like, okay. Watch this. This be because I've always had in my mind. Okay, like if the Bills ever make it back to the Super Bowl, I'm going. Probably not to the Super Bowl, but I'm going to the city. The city that it's being held. You
0: are not going this year.
1: No. And and, if it happens, and wouldn't wouldn't this be the fucking year (laughs) that they fucking pull it off? And I I can't be there to see it, or at least
0: what city is the Super Bowl supposed to take place in? uh, That's a good
1: fuck. Is it Tampa Bay this year?
0: Oh, that's boring. Nobody wants to go to Tampa. I, well, nobody wants, nobody should. I feel bad because we have listeners Nobody in Tampa, should go to it.
1: Florida, period. Oh, well, right yes, that's right, true. Right mm-hmm. now. I think it's in Tampa. But
0: You've been to ba- Tampa. You've been to that stadium. You don't need to go but again. But not for the Super Bowl. Whatever. <laughs> it's the fucking NFL. They don't care about anybody, but money. That is, that is true. So, but, they, I, they but, have, I, but I care
1: about them, and that's and, and that's how an abusive relationship. Yes,
0: works. it's true. They have completely, <laughs> they completely co-opted the Black Lives Matter movement for their own uh, per- advertising purposes. Yeah.
1: Well, of course they have. Well, Allegedly,
0: I, mean, I guess I should say that in case of libel. Well, that's not. I mean, but The
1: the league is predominantly black, though. So the
0: league is, but they're yeah. not the ones the, the players are. yeah. they are not the ones creating those ads. Those are the white motherfuckers at I, the top. I understand. capitalists who are completely yeah. exploiting everybody else, including the black players. It's just bullshit. But anyway, but I think it'd be moving worse away from but that, I think it'd
1: be worse if they didn't say something. That's how I feel. Well,
0: what anyway. would be the best idea is for them to say, we are going to full uh, co-op. System where we no longer have owners, and we're completely removing ourselves from the capitalist system that is one team that does that. Who
1: the Green Bay Packers?
0: Wait, I thought they were owned by the city or the. They're owned by the fans. They sell stuck
1: The The Green Bay Packers do not have an owner. That is not a CEO. That is not worker
0: owned. I mean worker owned. I understand. Yeah. yeah, it's worker owned as well. You couldn't I mean.
1: really do a worker owned model with professional athletes. Oh, yeah, you
0: you could do it with anything. Anyway. We are so <laughs> off topic right now. Yay. But
1: you can um, do a model like the Packers have where the okay. fans own the team. We'll
0: move on. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it is very weird to think about being in a crowd right now. But this, what sucks is that, you know, I had not heard of IBRUX until I saw that article. I've never heard of it, yeah. Because Hillsborough was worse. Well, and there more was a people and there died. was a documentary
1: that a lot of people saw, including yes. the two of us. Yes, I agree. Netflix. But
0: it was, and it was more recent. Mm-hmm. It was um, only 30 years ago as opposed to 50. But yeah, it's it's just horrible. And I mean, what's what really sucks about all these disasters is in every they, single case, they could case. have been avoidable. It, no, for me, it's that it's going to happen again. All of these are going to happen again. An air disaster see, is going to happen again. Well, an again. air disaster an, for sure. A crowd sure. disaster will happen again. Yeah, It but,
1: will. Right. It's but, guaranteed. But not... I don't think... These days, I don't really think so much at a stadium.
0: I, I'm just, yeah. I'm not, we don't even have to go into the yeah. specifics of a stadium. I'm just saying each of these types of disasters, no, we're never well, going to be rid of them. Yeah. This. They're not the first and they're not going to be the last. I'm just basically having an existential moment where I'm <laughs> feeling very like everything is awful. <laughs> it's tax season.
1: So everything is awful. <laughs> everything is awful. <laughs> do a lot of coke and vote for ronald reagan <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? it's from it's from some stupid youtube video oh. i was watching <laughs> uh, there it was i think it was um chapo trap house
0: oh okay. and they were, they were
1: they did a whole episode on like
0: i struggle with them i tried eh, go back and I, forth i can't i can't sometimes so much, it's pretty but... funny there are,
1: anyway, there there was yeah, something we anyway. were talking about before we go off and on God another knows. tangent.
0: I think, uh, and
1: you are done with your ten percent, or
0: I am. Well, it was Half only of a it. portion. Yes, yes. Of the rest of it, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Um, but uh, I I have nothing to raise because yeah, I don't have anything. But to got the a little bit left like to the poor 66 people children like 33 children and 33 young adults like that is shit well, like you said everybody
1: was less than 50
0: everybody was under
1: 50 so,
0: 66 people under 50 all died relatively young people in a, in a matter of minutes yeah, yeah at, a, at a at a fun event mm-hmm. and that's shit it is so happy new year everybody
1: <laughs> happy tax season so, that was... <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. We can't leave it like that. That's just too <coughs> morbid. Anyway. Okay. Yay. We have each other. <laughs>
1: yes, we do. And I think at this point, everybody has received their... No, not no, quite. Not We're everybody. still working on Are it. Are we? Okay.
0: Slow postal service. We understand True. that. So, we're being we're being patient. Yes. But a lot. Yeah. We're, we've gotten a Good. lot of m- movement from our uh, gift exchange. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Just remember, treason takes place over your gifts that you're trying to send out through the mail. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so that was part two of the Ibrox disasters. This one being the 1971 crowd crush that unfortunately claimed 66 lives, which also included the 61 that claimed two yeah. lives.
0: Well, that was an additional two. So it was yeah. a total of 68 people. Yes. Yeah, but we did not cover sem- that one as well, the mm-hmm. 61. Mm-hmm.
1: And this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.